So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning. Welcome to 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here, but I'm now going by Whiteboard Wiley. I've got a whiteboard in the office. I love whiteboards in the office. It's great. That's just... I don't know, it helps me get my thought out, my thoughts out, map stuff out. I'll go back to West Coast, but for this week, I'm whiteboard wild. Um, Okay, so what are we going to chat about today? So there's been, been, first off, before we get into this, some of you are probably just starting to listen to this podcast. We're putting this more on more social platforms. You're coming into this maybe halfway through, or geez, one of those further episodes along where I've been recording these for two years. And you might be like, hey, it's, this is interesting, but like, what's the format here? And so I'm just going to catch you up on that. This is literally me being a mortgage broker for 13 years in Canada and driving. I just figured, hey, I want to give back. I wish there was some valuable information out there that when I was growing up in the industry, that just didn't exist. And I know I just want to share some things all too often, too much training or podcasts you listen to. It's a pretty high level you know, like see the people, make a phone call, um, wake up motivated, you know, you, you make what you, you get what you make out of this world. Like all that, all that same old rhetoric stuff that doesn't really help you in your day to day. I wanted to ch- chunk it down and give you like gold nuggets of stuff that you could use in your business. So that's why I started the 12 hour broker podcast What does the 12 hour broker stand for. I had a way of working less hours in my business having a very good volume, very good business. And it's because I took inspiration from the four hour work week and I just wrapped my arms around that and my business and my day to day. And so I'm literally driving around. I said, how can I help the community? How can I help people out there without, you know, making it a big project and making it something that, because I don't make any money from the podcast. This is me giving back, right? This, this is a purpose for me. It scratches that itch of just giving back and I don't ask for anything. And so but I have to, I, I'm not going to take an hour of my day or 20 minutes out of my day to do this. So what, how can I do it? So, well, when I'm driving around getting coffee in the morning, I'm literally just driving, getting coffee and listening to random music. So I might as well record a podcast. So in a lot of these podcasts, but none of them are edited, you'll hear winter wipers, you'll hear dogs bark, you'll hear a bunch of things. And so I just want to give you the backstory here. That's what this is. a very unedited, rough podcast, but I know you can get a lot of stuff from it and potentially change your business from it. Okay. So there you go. We're caught up. What are we chatting about today? Um, well, there's, there's a quote I want to give you, and then I'm going to back it up with how I use this quote in my business and just my day to day. And I forget who did the quote. Maybe it was Bill Gates. Forget who. And I always butcher quotes. So I'll give you a version of it. Um, I will always choose a lazy person to do a difficult job because that lazy person will find an easy way to do it. And so I take that into everything I do in my life. And I am 1000% not a lazy person, never have been, but I take that mentality. So if there's a task that comes on my plate, it could be something in the mortgage business. It could be, you know, um, geez, 
do compliance packages, or it could be reviewing down payment docs, or it could be whatever that is, whatever the task is. I look at it, instead of jumping in and just doing the task, because then I know that task is going to come up again, it's going to come up again, it's going to come up again, right? it's just going to keep on coming up. And so I'm going to analyze what's a quicker way to do this. Am I going to like do, go along the square route, like run a map and go the square, or like can I just go across diagonal? And maybe I get it done eight out of 10, but it took me 10% of the time it took you. And maybe it takes me an hour to figure out how to do it. And it took you in 40 minutes to go and just do it. Well, now I've got a quicker way where it could take me five minutes every time. And it's going to keep taking you 40 minutes over and over and over again. So I'm going to give you a couple examples of my personal life, how I grew up with this and what I did. And then just how we created opportunities. And then kind of bring a full circle back from the mortgage business. So some of you, you know, I grew up hustling. I came from a family. We had zero, zilch, nothing, um, literally nothing. And I had to work full time from grade seven on stocking grocery shops in Nigeria. So I would go to school, come out and go to wrestling practice. And then I was over around five. And then from five to 10, I'd work at, at IGA. So maybe that wasn't full time. That was 25 when I worked shift on the weekends. So about 30 hours. Right, that's grade seven, eight, and nine. I did that. Right, so I was working full time, and I was doing it because I had to hustle. I did not have clothes to wear. I did not have this. That's so I said. I'm just gonna go figure it out for myself. I'm gonna go make my own money, so then I can buy the things I want to buy. Uh, and that's always been my mentality. And so I've taken that up into my words business. It was I was didn't come in going, hey, someone needs to hand me something. And someone needs to give me a course and I just go do it and that should turn into something. It was like I grabbed the bull by the horns and go, what am I going to do here? It's like no one's coming to help. You've heard me say this many times. Absolutely nobody is coming to help. And so it's all on me to do things. And so I took the mentality of that hustle and I combined it with finding a better, more efficient way to do things. So when I moved to Toronto, I moved to Toronto Jeez, I don't can't remember. 20 years ago. Maybe not 20 years ago. 15 years ago. Somewhere in there. Doesn't matter. Me and my wife moved to Toronto. We weren't married at the time. Drove in with a U-Haul from Vegas. We lived in Vegas for a year after we lived in Calgary. And we had no friends. We had no job. We had nothing. We drove in with a U-Haul attached going, here we go. So I started a mortgage business with no network. Okay, so that for those of you who don't have a small network and you're kind of worried, I don't have a network. I have a podcast explaining how you can build your Rolodex, go build your network. I highly suggest you do that. But we rolled in to town and I had to get a serving job. And so I got a serving job because I knew I'd done that for many years. I'm going to make good money at it. It's quick money. I needed money. So I got a job at the cat. So I would go suit and tie, mortgage broker, mortgage agent for, you know, your nine to five. And then from six to one, I'd go serve. Right? So we didn't. I didn't see much of my wife, my soon-to-be wife, Jen, that much because I was hustling during the day to build a mortgage business and then trying to make money at night to save for a wedding and just pay for life. And so there's a couple of interesting things. Those of you, there's probably some of you listening that we work together because I know a lot of the ex-keg staff have turned into mortgage brokers, which is kind of funny how that worked out. But I'm going to share a couple of stories there. Um, how I took my hustle and I took away about quote of a lazy person to find an easy way of doing it and just how my brain works and then bring this full circle into your mortgage business and how you should be looking at things. And so 
there were a couple things I did. Uh, one of the things I did was you have these closing duties when you're done your shift. And your closing duties range from a bunch of things. Polish wine glasses to, you know, clean up the pop stations to whatever. There's like every person when their shift is over has their closing duty and it has to be signed off on by the closing server before they can leave. Okay, so what I would do is I would go at the beginning of my shift, I would go and sell that duty to someone. If I didn't want to do it, that was going to take me half hour. I'm not going to do half hour when I could sell it to someone. And sometimes people didn't want to buy it. So I would wait because as soon as people started having bad shifts or were getting the tips they wanted, then the price would come down. They'd come to me, hey, I'll buy it. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'm no longer paying you $10. I'll pay you $6. And so that's how this went. So I tried to get rid of it at the beginning of the shift because my rationale was I could take on either another, I could either get home quicker or I could take on another table and I could spend more time with tables because the last couple tables you have in the evening, you could spend your time romancing the table and upselling things and giving them a great experience. But that's not what happens. It is you come in and those last couple tables, because someone wants to go home, they have, they have 45 minutes of side duties to do. So they start piecing out to the back and doing side duties. So A, I just didn't want to do the side duties. I don't want to do that. It wasn't fun. But B, my time was better suited spending with my tables because I know I'd reflect it. So if I could make more money or the same, spending time with my tables versus being in the back cleaning stuff, then that was a win for me. So every single shift, I would give people money to do my side duties. I did not do any side duties. Right, so that's just how my brain works. Much like business, it was above my or below my pay grade. Much like mortgage business, I'm not going to do compliance packages. I'm not going to review down payment documents. I'm that's below my pay grade. That's just how I look at things. Okay. Another thing I did was and this, and some of you listening to this, you're going to laugh, have a chuckle at it. Some of those ex-keggers we call them, um, but this is a true story. So I went an entire shift. I said, hey, I'm going to try something here. I'm going to go an entire shift. I have a table. Let's say we have a four-table section. It's four to five tables usually. I'm going to go an entire shift without ever, ever actually going to my table. And you might be like, Ryan, how does that make sense? This is what I did. So a table would come in. They'd get sat. And I'd be like, hey, because we had a team. We'd always help each other, right? That's what you do. Someone's in the weeds. You help. Someone asks you to get water for a table or take an order or run food or clear a plate get them a bill, so we do. So I went around and asked different people at different points, saying, hey, table 45 just got sat. I think you could just go introduce yourself to them and let them know we'll be by for a drink or get them some water. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, do you think you can go to table 45, someone else? Just take a quick drink order, let them know the features and blah, blah, blah. So I did that for an entire evening without telling anybody, right? And then I told people after, and. I think I made around $150 that night, and I literally did not serve a table. I did not clear a table. I did not reset a table. I did not talk to a table. It was like an experiment. And I was sitting back here going, oh my goodness, I am onto something. Not that you want to make a habit of doing that, but I'm like, man, this is my superpower. My superpower is to find an easier way to do things, which is why I've got 10 loans a month, which is why VIP club, which is why I had these other services because they're easier ways of doing things. And so I've taken that mentality with that hustle, that entrepreneurial spirit into the mortgage side. 
And so I've got so many other little stories in there I could tell you, but I'm not going to. Just I want to respect your time here. But to bring us full circle in the mortgage side, a lot of us are focusing that we have simple ways of doing all the little things you have in your in your business right now. Yet we want things to be so picture perfect that we spend so much time on it that sometimes the task never gets done. Or when it gets done, you kind of feel underwhelmed. You're like, oh, that's good now. Oh, well, now I have these other nine things to do. Whereas meanwhile, I've found five shortcuts, more efficient ways to do five things, and you just got your pretty polished number one thing done. Your pretty polished number two thing. I'm not saying my way is a better way. What I am saying is that I just want you to look at what's on your desk right now, the tasks at hand. This is why you have the simple webinar model. I've done a podcast on this. You can get a complicated webinar model. Or you can have a simple one. You can have, I love uh, Dustin Woodhouse. We all know Dustin Woodhouse. He used to have write a blog. I don't know if he still does or not. I don't read any of that stuff anymore. But I know he used to write a blog. And it was dedicated towards his clients. Just to, when he was brokering. To explain situations in the marketplace. And he would share that with us. And we could repurpose it. Which was very you know, generous of and he had always had two ways of reading. And I forgot, I'm paraphrasing here, but he would have, hey, the long form and the short form. So you can read the short form and you get the point. It's like bullet points, boom, 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 got it. Or you can read the long form and really understand the nuances of certain things in and out, in and out. I never read the long form. I'm the guy that's going to read the short form and then on to the next. I would rather read five short forms instead of two long forms. Right, same amount of time, but now I have so much more information in my brain, I can keep just going on to the next thing. So it's about leveraging your time, right? We all have a glass ceiling on how much we can earn. It's a one-man band, one-woman band. We have a glass ceiling, and we have to eventually start leveraging our time. How do you leverage your time? We have to look at the tasks on your plate and go, what's, a, what's an easy way to do that? It's the easier way to do that that just gets it done. I can polish it up later if I choose to. You never will, to be honest. You just won't go back because you'll be on to the next thing. But what's an easy thing that you can look at in your business? And we all have these things. We have them in our day-to-day life. We have them in our, you know, I'll give you an example here. You know when you're driving somewhere and you go from point A to point B, maybe there's three different ways to go. And you might think this way is quicker and someone else, you're sniffing another response, might think this way is quicker. Well, you're going to keep going your way. They're going to keep going their way. Me, we'll, we'll stay at the same point, and then we'll go each go our way at the same time, and we'll see who gets there first. And then we'll time how much time they save. And if it's three minutes, and we drive that route, you know, 100 times a month, that's, right, starts adding up. It's 300 minutes. That's it's at five hours. It's five hours by just figuring out the actual quicker way to go that we stand. And we do it once. So the one time we do it, it takes 20 minutes. It's called 30 minutes. But to potentially save five hours a month. Right? These are all true stories. So this is where my brain goes. This is where, why I structure things the way I structure them. Why when I talk, you're like, Ryan, that sounds too easy. Or um, isn't it more complicated than that? It's got to be more complicated. No, no, that's just the story we tell ourselves that Things need to be more complicated. And so another quick example, 
I had someone reach out. I'm going to do a podcast on this because I think it's very important. But I had a broker reach out and said, hey, Ryan, I want to hire you for coaching or is there a training program you already do? If I sound out of breath, it's because I'm getting over a sick thing here, so bear with me. I'm a little stuffy in that, but I'm powering through. He said, I want to build a drip campaign. And like, that's, it cost me a thousand, two thousand. Like, what do I do? Point me in a direction. I made a four minute video going, you don't need to pay for that. Here you go. I'm going to walk through why you need a drip campaign and then how to build it. And it's super easy. And he's like, huh. He's like, I thought it was more complicated than that. I thought we had to have this and this and this. And I'm like, no. This is the simple drip campaign that every mortgage broker should have. Right here. I'm laying it out for you. So I'm going to do a podcast on that because I think that's a tool that 99% of brokers don't have and they do need or missing the mark there. So I'm going to do that. So the whole purpose of this podcast is I wanted to give you a little insight into my brain and it's around how I analyze opportunities and my to-do list and stuff around me. And there are some things that just never get done. And I have to be okay with that. And I am okay with that. Because I'm going to tackle the big, big things. And I'm going to find an easy path to do it. Because I know the amount of time I'm going to say over and over again, I'd rather have something done 8 out of 10 than 10 out of 10 and have me you know, consume hours and hours more of my life. So I want to share that with you. That was not very mortgage specific, but just hopefully you can look at things on your plate today and be like, like, do you really need a robust, automated, it's a sexy term in our industry, an automated email system going out to all of your contacts and the lawyer and the realtor? And like, do you need that? Do you, do you need that? And that might go against what I'm saying about find an easy way to do it. Save yourself time over an extended period of time but it comes with a cost to get set up it comes with tech breaks it comes with a learning curve on the tag it comes with a lot of things that doesn't sound easy to me that's why i came up with a different system for our business why i could work for 12 hours a week and crush up the volumes we were doing because i didn't have to do all that and get it set up and be picture perfect on everything i knew there was stuff falling through the cracks but i knew if i had focus enough on the marketing and sales that it makes up for any shortcomings on the back end. Right? So this is the last thing I'll leave you with is winning solves all problems, most problems. And winning is getting leads, getting applications. So if you've got holes in the boat and you're not giving up amazing customer experience, but it's a really good customer experience, you know how to go make it amazing. I'd rather you just make it a really good one, focus that energy instead on your webinar, your drip campaigns, your referral partner marketing, your videos to your, to your referral partners and clients. Like that's where the money's made. It's not on the back end stuff. The back end stuff's going to happen and you can have it just good enough. I'm not saying like, hey, not be good at what you do, but too many of us are trying to get the perfect email sent out. Well, you've already got the client. Right? We've already got them. They're already in our world. What we say in the email there about being broker complete or down payment, like, it doesn't matter. You should see the emails we sent. They're simple. Very, very simple. Not a lot of reading. When, anytime I open an email and there's two, three paragraphs in it, my eyes glaze over and I'm like, delete. I'm looking for like bolded words. Like, can you give me the short version here? Who's reading this? There's no one reading it. Maybe a portion are. Right? But while you're figuring out how to make that all perfect, 
I'm running away from you with the webinar and drip campaign. Right? So instead of you get 20 leads coming in and everyone's happy, like I've got 100 leads coming in. So am I, am I going to close them all? No. Stuff going to fall through cracks? Yeah. For sure. I don't need every breadcrumb. I don't. There's a, a top broker I know. There's over 200 million. It's like, Ryan, there's somebody who could come into my business and like make a very good living, probably close 50 million off of the stuff that just falls through the cracks. It's like, but I don't care. Here's this mark. I'm focusing on my marketing and all this over here that I, it doesn't matter if that stuff falls through the cracks. Like that's the mentality. But too many of us are trying to get every single breadcrumb. And it's exhausting. That is exhausting. Instead of focusing on the big prize of go win 10 games in a row. Now that hides the fact that your defensemen aren't that good. You've won 10 in a row. Like focus on that. Don't focus on breaking down, you know, mid-season, the little nuance of how the defenseman's shooting the puck and off the boards or not, or like I'm just using that as an analogy, but like focus on the bigger thing. Winning solves a lot of problems. Okay? Volume, closing deals, solves a lot of problems in your business. It hides all that other stuff. Okay, so there you go. I'm going to leave you with that. Um, five texts today, kids. Uh, enjoy your week. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.